But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Inelville Podcast. I'm Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Chase, how, how was your weekend? Busy. <laughs> I got to the office at about <laughs> 9 o'clock Saturday morning, and I yeah. left at about 10.30 Saturday Oof. night. Yeah. And then I went back up there Sunday, and was up there all weekend as well, or all Sunday as well. Well, I say all Sunday. It was like 7 to 3.30. Yeah. It's still tough for a weekend, but it was. It was. It's been been an incredibly busy month, which is yeah. good and bad. But such is life. Yeah. But say la we're, vie. Yep, we're we're under four weeks until uh, A and M football season. Um, we sure are. Went to practice yesterday. Uh, a and M had an open practice. We'll talk more about that on our next episode when we finish up the schedule, but. Uh, just being that at that, more on that later. But just being at that just made me even like ten times more excited for for football. Um, my wife and I are rewatching Friday Night Lights since there's no uh, no new season of Last Chance You this year, which was our usual like preseason ritual. So um, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm not super excited to talk about the ACC. Uh, I believe it's both of our yeah. it's both of ours least favorite conference. <laughs> but we're yeah, gonna, you know, like let, let's. Let's not move on just too far yet. Let's just talk about preseason rituals because, I mean, ACC can wait. Yeah. Um, my preseason w- ritual is to watch 2012 the season and then watch SEC ready and then yeah. just keep repeating those back and forth. Just, like, watch them <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Um, I don't know why those two those two hype me up so, so yeah. good. I also have this little, like, thing from the 2000 2000- – I think it's the 2011 season. It's just like about how bad it was. <laughs> it's just highlights of the season, so it's only like three minutes long. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why I own that, but it's yeah. just like a little DVD production that I think the video guys put together. Once it'd be funny time. if they if if it only had like the first half of every game, because uh, if the games ended after the first half, we would have been 11 to one that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fair. This is fair. Um, um but yeah, like uh for the past, you know, four four summers, uh like every August or like late July whenever last chance you comes out, like Brittany and I would really look forward to that. And um if you haven't seen it, you if you if you if you if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you definitely need to go watch it because um it gives you such a uh a unique view into the lives of some of these athletes, like they're you know, former big time recruits that went to big time colleges, uh, got kicked out for various reasons, um, and wind up at these junior colleges and these like elite junior colleges and trying to get back into the, you know, good graces of the bigger schools and turn things around. But I don't know. I've, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, they switched it up, uh, after this past season and went to, uh, Juco basketball. So, um, no more football, uh, for them, but, uh, it's been a while since I've seen Friday Night Lights, so I've been I've been back on that for the past few weeks. Yeah, I hadn't watched that in a long time. Yeah, but I, I, Last Chance You is is very good, especially for people that haven't ever 
seeing the inner workings of a college program. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the stuff in Last Chance U is what like I hate about college sports. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, see some of the kids that are like struggling and like, you know, their families and stuff. Like, and up until this year, they can't even get a dollar. You know, it just kind yeah. Of, some of that I, I, I don't know. It, it made me sad to think about, so I didn't ever think about it. But yeah, um, Last Chance U is a really good look at it. It's a unique perspective. Yeah. Um, especially when you have the players that like don't go to class and don't <laughs> they're just like trying to stay and hang out with the guidance counselor and it's like yeah hey you know that's just a simple thing right there just go to class you know not saying you have to make an a just you know it's a it's about the discipline and, and repetition of it and hey yeah. i'm not saying that i used to go to class every day i'm shoot <laughs> so I'm no not, I, i'm not uh <laughs> not doing that i'm just saying like in that through the lens of that um that show that's kind of like where those people are at. Like they're not really, they're wanting to get back to it, but they may just be like not doing the stuff that they need to do to go get yeah. back to a college. And, and that's kind of a, I'm bummed I think that it's I a very the, good show. Yeah, it is a good show. I think the best thing that show did was it gave that, that guidance counselor, uh, I don't know her first name is Brittany. I don't, I don't know her last name, but it gave her like a, this, this huge platform, uh, to like, you know, advance her, her cause. Like she's like, like was super helpful to those athletes. Um, and there's probably a, you know, hundreds of, if not thousands of people like her at, uh, at colleges across the country. And, um, I think it's good that she had that, that publicity and, and you know, can, uh, you know, has gone on to, uh, help a bunch more kids. So, yeah, for sure. But ACC, uh, if you listen to our Q and a, you know, that we both, uh, we both hate this conference. Uh, for <laughs> for various reasons. Um, so, sorry, ACC fans, but your conference is trash. <laughs> but. It's just the conference. It's a conference of really crappy letter logos. Did, did like, I already say that? Did I say that in the Q and A con- conference? Like they all look like word art. Yeah, you did. I know you said on word Microsoft art. Word. <laughs> um, specifically, Microsoft Word, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. You know, like it's not even hasn't even converted over to Windows XP yet. It's yeah. still just back in Windows ninety eight. That yeah. that would be um that's when all of these logos had to have been designed. Um I mean, like Wake Forest is Times New Roman, you know, and then <laughs> Georgia Tech is like I I don't know, Pitt is Lucidia calligraphy, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, let's see what else. What else can I find? Uh, Boston <laughs> College. Boston College is like Boston College is like one of those that you you like see whenever you're skimming through fonts and you just like skip right over it because it just looks terrible. That's what they use. Yeah. Um. Same with Georgia well, so, Tech for that matter. Uh, yeah, and like before we started recording, I, I told you I was look, like we're looking at their helmet schedule right now, and it's just a bunch of gold helmets. Like, there's there's nothing really cool about any of these teams you know and and you made the comment like it's surprising that that clemson is even able to recruit so well uh like to because none of these games are really like primetime games um for sure but i guess you know it's just the the fact that it is an easy 
an easy access to the playoff. Um, and that was a good recruiter, and they, they've been very successful. But um, Some might say it's just a cakewalk. Yeah. You know? it, does, it does not mean more in the ACC. I think it's more, more about like a cupcake walk. Yeah. I don't even know that you can fully consider it a cake. Yeah. But what what stands out to me is so like if, for every one of these I go look at the uh at the odds to win the conference on DraftKings and usually like I've been kind of surprised because like Ohio State had like they were like minus one twenty five or minus one forty to win the Big Ten. Uh and they're in my mind they're a huge favorite. Like they're are extremely likely extremely likely to win. And Oklahoma's minus one eighty to win the conference, like They've won it six times in a row, so I feel like they're probably going to win it again. But Clemson is minus 750 to win the Golly. ACC. Like, there's no one. Like, you would have to bet 750 bucks on Clemson to win back 100. Like, it, it's absurd, like, how bad that conference has gotten. Like, North Carolina may present a challenge, but they, but they don't even play Clemson in the regular season this year. They'd have to be in the, in the title game. But, like, Miami is, you know... I think like 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 I feel like me and you kind of missed like the Miami greatness of the you know eighties and nineties uh, and early two thousands, but they've been pretty mediocre for the past you know at least past decade, if not longer. Well, they um, they were always my team that I would choose on NCAA football two thousand and three. Nice. So like yeah, back then I they were probably pretty it. good. <laughs> I didn't miss it completely. I I still I still liked Miami. I also liked the Florida Dolphins back then. Um, yeah. I uh in my fifth grade journal, I have it actually I have it down here somewhere. It's like a <laughs> I said I called it a journal. We had to like write what we wanted to be in like twenty years and then we had to draw a picture to go alongside it. I said yeah. that I either wanted to be a college foot or that I wanted to be a college football coach at either the University of Texas or <laughs> the University of Miami. So that's yeah. where my head was at back then. Two of the worst. Not really schools. sure why, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to either live in Austin or Miami. Apparently, so I mean, yeah, oof, uh, not Miami, not for me. And specifically, specifically, I was talking about the University of Miami, yeah. Florida, not not University of Miami, Ohio. Just yeah. so in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, I, th- I feel like those get confused a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. I always like to clarify. One has been a very uh, consistent football power, and the other is in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, enough, enough joking aside. Uh, we are going to include Notre Dame in this episode because they have like this weird affi- affiliation with the ACC, where they play uh, they play six ACC games every year. Uh, actually, joined the conference, uh, their first conference they've ever been in last year. Um, so that was cool, but. Uh, I guess we'll start with Clemson, though. Like Clemson is, you know, the extremely heavy favorite in this league. Um, I don't even know how many years in a row they've won it. Probably every year since 2014, when the last year Jimbo had Jameis. Uh, I would assume every year since then. Um, they lose Trevor Lawrence. They lose Travis Etienne. Um, they lost... Uh, Lost a couple of transfers on defense who were starters, uh, Darren Kendrick and and Mike Jones. Um, who? Who? <laughs> uh, 
but they they've recruited extremely well. Their defense should be good. They have uh, James Skalski coming back for like his seventeenth year. Um, new quarterback DJ Ue Ungalale uh, played a little bit last year. We all saw him. He looked pretty good. Uh, I know that their their receivers weren't great last year due to injury. Um, I I just saw the other day that Justin Ross, who was kind of the star of the the title game when they beat Alabama uh, the most recent time when they with Trevor, uh, he was kind of the star of that game, and he's he's really been hurt ever since. Uh, but it seems like he's he's cleared and uh, he'll be full go this fall. They have some young guys that are super talented, uh, Frank Latson and uh, Joseph Ngata, who uh, I know me and Chase both follow their recruitments because we thought Indiana may have a chance, um, but. You know, they ended up picking Clemson. They're kind of from that part of the of the country, but uh, both very talented and, and very uh, very fast wideouts. Yeah, and God is a stud. Yeah, I like that guy. And, and I don't think I, I I don't know like is it pronounced Ngata or is it pronounced Nyada? I thought it was. So there was that defensive tackle that played for the Ravens for like ever, uh, Haloti Nata. So I thought it was Nata, but whenever we went to we went to the game at Clemson and he scored a touchdown against us or had like a big play. And they, and like the announcer said in Gata. So I was like, okay, I guess he pronounces it in Gata. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. I think it's, it sounds counterintuitive to me, but uh, Joseph in You know, he's, he's, I don't know if he's first cousins or second cousins with uh, Medulla. <laughs> Medulla on <and> Gata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you know of him. Um, yeah, 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 I've heard of him. Medulla Blangata. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah. We'll catch you guys next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Clemson, like, I'll, I'll, I'll read off their schedule just so we can all, you know, see how bad it is. Um, obviously, they play Georgia first. That's a huge game. After that, they play South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, NC State, Boston College. By week, Syracuse, Pitt, Florida State, Louisville, UConn, who stinks, Wake Forest, and South Carolina. I mean, these are all like multiple score, like multiple touchdown favorites. Um, I can only hope that that North Carolina makes it the championship game and at least gives them a game. Like it's, it's, it's embarrassing that they, well, I would say that they walk to it, but I feel like they have a scare every year. Like, like a couple of years ago, they, they almost lost to Syracuse uh, because Trevor, uh, Trevor went down and they had to play a backup. Um, they've, you know, they have recent losses. Uh, I think they lost to Syracuse a few years ago. They lost, they lost to Pitt the year they won the championship. So, um, I'm going to go that, on a limb and say that they're going to drop a game to the University of Connecticut. That is bold. That is bold, bold right there. Um, um, I wish I, I wish I could actually, find the money. Actually, their their logo doesn't look bold. It looks like more of like it might just be impact, so it looks kind of bold. But <laughs> the bold one would be. Syracuse, I think it is impact. No, yeah, I, I, I actually, Clemson Georgia Week One really intrigues me. 
because I kind of feel like Georgia might win that game, which would really screw up Clemson. Clemson, and then, and then I feel like oh, I've already mentioned that when we talked about this that that Florida I believe would then run the SEC East because I think that they're going to be that good. Um, so what what a way that that would be that would be really fun for Georgia to knock out Clemson, and then like the ACC just. Go to like the Hawaii Bowl and stuff for the year, and we just don't hear about them for the next year. Well, yeah, but even in like even a twelve and one Clemson would would still get in. Like, like they've the playoff committee loves them, and unless they uh, unless they lose to yeah. Pitt or someone like that, they're probably going to get in. I know You're it's right, unfortunate, but, but it's just it's I don't know. One could hope. Yeah, yeah, I've gone back and forth on that on that Georgia game like all summer. Like I there's been times where I've been like, oh Clemson's gonna win, like hands down. And I'd I'd be like, no, I think Georgia's gonna get him this year. Yeah, like I, I flip I flip flopped all summer. Um I'm currently I'm currently picking Georgia. <laughs> it's subject to change, but um you know like I know I talk about the offensive line a lot and that seemed like it really that seemed like a, a very big factor in Clemson's loss to uh, Ohio State last year. Um, Trevor was under pressure all night. Uh, they don't really, as, as good as they recruit, or as well as they recruit, I should say, they don't recruit a ton of studs on the offensive line. Like, you know, a few years back they had all five stars on their defensive line. Um, the O-line, they haven't really gotten to that level. So, um in a game where these two teams are so evenly matched, I usually say, like, what's the weakest unit on the field? I think it's Clemson's O-line. So I think as good as Georgia is up front, they could really uh, give them some issues. But we'll talk about that game more as it gets closer. But Some you know, might Clemson, say that Clemson wants to be in the SEC because they're playing two SEC teams. Maybe we ought to let them in. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's been rumored, you know. I, I don't know how true those rumors are, but... That they've 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 inquired. Not a, not a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a throwback to my fish camp ten years ago. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Georgia dodges Miami, North Carolina, and Notre Dame, so they've got a pretty easy slate. Um, Clemson, you mean Freudian slip? What did I say? Um, Georgia. Oh shoot! Yeah, Clemson. Well, Clemson's going to beat Georgia. Georgia's going to beat Clemson. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done talking about Clemson. <laughs> That's okay, right. for today. <laughs> on to on to because this is the ACC episode. I think the next team we should do is Notre Dame. Um, Love it. Long time ACC member Notre Dame. Yeah, the uh, the reigning ACC champs. Well, they lost. The championship uh, game. That's right. That's right. I but they played it. They played in it, though. <laughs> I, I I forgot about that. Um, how however could I have forgotten? I, I, <laughs> I swear they won that game because they they produ- they went on to to be in the national championship conversation, huh? They you know, I was th- four. I was uh like to make this A and M related. I was thinking earlier, like if like what if A and M you know gets past Alabama and runs the table through the regular season, but then loses to Georgia. I was like, man, I, I don't know if they've ever put in a, 
a team that lost the conference championship game. I was like, oh, wait, they did it last year. <laughs> like That literally just happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, um, Notre Dame, I, I'm of the opinion that if you're not in a conference, then you don't deserve the right to play football. I I honestly I would rather you know Notre Dame it, like they're like the they're like the uh I'm going to trash on Notre Dame for a second. That's they're okay. They're like the the Go off uh, king. They're like the the little kid in your in your graduating class of high school that gets away with like everything. Like they do everything wrong and they're like they're just a little you know, like a terrible kid, but then somehow they get they get away with everything to where the teachers be like, "Oh, it, that's just such and such." <laughs> and it's yeah. like, literally, he just did something super illegal, and if, <laughs> you know, like he brought weed to school, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, hi, that's just him." Yeah. No, like if anybody else brought weed to school, you give him a felony or whatever. Like that's that's the. That's who Notre Dame is. Like everybody has just allowed them to be independent, <laughs> and yet we reward them with being allowed the possibility of being in one of the four slots that are reserved for our five conferences. You know, yeah. Which again, dumb. Learn to count. So in a way, in a way, like Notre Dame deserves to be like drop down a level. Like they need to play against Sam Houston State every year for the, the conference title or the the national championship. That's what they deserve. I think the the independent thing doesn't bother me that much, but and I go through I go through most years like not caring one way or the other about Notre Dame. Like I don't I don't root for them, I don't root against them. They're just, you know, another team. But then about once a decade, I I really hate them. Uh, in 2012, when the national media tried to hype up a extremely average uh, linebacker from Notre Dame as a Heisman contender, when Johnny Manziel was doing things that we'd never seen before, um, that was egregious. Like, just absolutely yeah. absurd that they that they you know pumped that campaign for so long. And maybe it was just to get eyeballs. Maybe they didn't want to say like, oh, like we all know Johnny's going to win, but. It, it genuinely seemed like like they were pushing for uh, I can't remember his name now. It doesn't really matter, but uh, the guy with the fake girlfriend, Manti Teo. Uh, Manti Teo, yeah, yeah, Manti Teo. <laughs> Gosh, that 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 pissed me off so bad. Yeah, I mean, he's it. Curious thing, kind of side note here. Do you think that somebody within ESPN might have? been the person to catfish him so that they can make him seem more interesting and like have more to talk to about him that's like a that's a conspiracy theory if i've ever heard one <laughs> it, I, but it's I, not unbelievable <laughs> i literally came up with that as you were talking and like telling the tale of the 2012 yeah. season i'm thinking yeah what if that was all conspired yeah and maybe it was yeah. I can't ever tell. No, like I feel like if I lived in the Midwest, I would probably hate Notre Dame as much as I hate Texas. Like they're they're that level of arrogance with about 
with, with at least they have better results as of late. But um, I don't like that. I think that's the part I don't like is they were good, you know, sixty years ago, and still carry that cachet. Like, like them getting into the playoff last year. Like we all knew that they were going to get blown out, and maybe A and M would have gotten blown out. I don't know. That was a great Alabama team, but we had we had just seen them get blown out by Clemson. The A and M loss was like ten weeks prior, so you know things change. But um, yeah. I don't want to get on a one. Yeah, I don't want to either. But I do dislike Notre Dame, and I don't really know why. Honestly, I might just blame it on Rudy because you know, <laughs> just a just a trash story in in general. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, honestly, I don't even remember Rudy. We used to watch it Nag all the time. It's a it's and, a fine movie. But no, um, I think does the Pope graduate from Notre Dame? Is that a thing? <laughs> like the we'll little to... Pope? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I thought that I thought that was their training ground. Does the yeah. Pope graduate from Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to have to talk to Austin or Jake Ermis about that later. I really hope yeah. Jake listens to this one. We're we're definitely gonna get a text. <laughs> I, I think he's been listening a lot because he's been messaging me screenshots on on Snapchat. So yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Notre, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's a decent team, but the problem yeah. that I have with them, I I was getting into this, and I sorry, I'm kind of scatterbrained tonight, I, I believe. But um, the point I was going to get to with that is, I really can't quantify how good they are because of how they set their schedule up every year. Like it's not consistent. It's always yeah. they're doing these weird things, and and so. And, and and that's where I, I going back to my original analogy that they just get get away with everything. That's where it's frustrating because we just kind of allow them to do that and then be like, oh well, how do we know that USC is not good this year? Maybe they are, you know. And, yeah. And I, it just kind of frustrates me because you can't you can't like watch their trajectory year over year and you can't see how they play against certain teams each year and stuff like that. Like right. they just, it's just a modge podge of college yeah. football. And I do want to talk about their, uh, their schedule very briefly. Um, they do have back-to-back games against uh, Wisconsin and Cincinnati. And then a few weeks later, they're back-to-back against uh, USC and Notre Dame. So. Those could be some, you know, North Carolina. <laughs> shoot, <laughs> they're they're back to back against USC and North Carolina. <laughs> so yeah. those are potential slip ups. Uh, I, I do think they'll they'll be pretty solid. I mean, um, Brian Kelly gets a lot of hate, but I mean, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. Like, I don't think Notre Dame will ever recruit at a a top five level. Maybe it's due to academic standards. I don't really know, but. Um, they do have some talent. I like the running back, Kyron Williams. Uh, they have a really good tight end in uh, Matthew Mayer. But um, enough may about them. May or may not. Uh, let's talk North Carolina. Uh, this, was, this was one of my uh, teams to watch this season. Or I guess is still one of my teams to watch this season. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Sam Howell. Um, one of the few active coaches with a national championship in Mac Brown. 
Um, lost some skill, some skill players off of last year's team, but they got a transfer running back from Tennessee in uh, Ty Chandler. They still got some good weapons and bringing back a lot on uh, both lines of scrimmage. Their um, their schedule, like it's it's very manageable. They start with uh, at Virginia Tech, and then Georgia State, Virginia at Georgia Tech, uh, Duke, Florida State, and then Miami. Then they're off and they're at Notre Dame. So I think that's like that stretch. It's kind of like Miami and then off and then at Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, that's going to be pivotal beautiful. for them. Um, they close with uh, Wake Forest, Pitt, Wofford, and at NC State. But I mean, I think I think they're definitely the favorite to win their division. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think it's the Coastal. I can't remember how they do their divisions. I think it's the Coastal though. So yeah, it is. Um, it is. I think uh, if 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 they can get in there, like I'd almost rather them be like ten and two and get in there and beat Clemson and just take the ACC out of the equation. Um, but I think they can be really good. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're a dark horse, like national title team. Yeah, um, I I know that you know this. I can't remember if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I I have nothing but respect for Mac Brown. Like he he. Oh is- yeah. He's a treasure, in my opinion. Um, he used to, when he was at Texas, this is why I was, wasn't sure if I ever mentioned on the pod or not, so I'll make it brief just in case I did. Um, when he was at Texas, my great-grandmother used to write him a letter after every <laughs> single game telling him what he did wrong in the game. Yeah. She's a big, big Texas fan. And she would write him a letter every game saying like the defense looked terrible, you know, DBs need to step replace. I I don't know what the, I would love to know what the content of her letters said now that now where I'm at, but yeah, he would, he would write her back like every game. And, um, I don't know. It's just like, uh, got respect for him. Yeah. um, No, I know. I know. Uh, I know Aggies aren't his biggest fan for, for what he, he did to us through most of his tenure at Texas, but yeah, um, like every every person in the media in the college football media that I've ever listened to, um, whenever they bring up Mac Brown, they say they've never met someone as genuine and as nice as Mac Brown. Like like people just love the guy, and and you can't did help you, but love him. Did you watch any of his interviews right before the Orange Bowl when he was talking about playing us? Uh, a little bit. I, I didn't watch very much, but I saw a couple of clips. He was getting teary eyed talking about. You know the bonfire, and yeah. you know just the, how excited he was to play A and M again, and and yeah. how much respect he has for our school and all that. So I mean, yeah, he he, he pummeled A and M to the ground there for a little while, but um, uh, he he loves us, and I yeah. I mean I I I I think he is a really good good coach, good person, and so I, yeah. I'd like to see him have continued success there because I know that he really loves North Carolina and that where is that where he went to school I know that's where that's where he started his coaching career I believe uh, I know he was he was there and had them he had them pretty good uh mm-hmm. and then, before he got hired by Texas um I don't know where he went to school though Yeah I can't I just knew I can't, he had a I can't connection find it. Okay. to them but, yeah, but he, regardless he, he, like he did coach there before though He's done really good for that program I'm excited to see that program succeed and honestly, I mean, 
not to be like some of the people I don't enjoy listening to on Twitter. Um, I I I like to see a bit of a shakeup. I like to see some teams get good. Um, because I mean, look at this. Just this entire helmet schedule looks terrible. <laughs> you know, yeah. like most of these teams are terrible. I would love for more of these teams to be better, you know? Well, speaking of that, like, as much as I, I don't know, like, after we hired Jimbo, I hated Florida State. Like, I, I reveled in their misery when they uh, hired Taggart and that failed, and uh, they've been pretty me- mediocre ever since. But I don't have anything against them now. Like, we're we're doing just fine. Like, we're better off. They're not doing so great. But at this mm-hmm. point, like, I, I want them to be good because I'm sick of Clemson just having no challengers <laughs> in their league. Like, and, and Florida State is actually recruiting pretty well in the current class, so um, maybe they can get things turned around. You know, they're in a hotbed uh, for talent. Yeah. Um, I do have an anecdote about their coach, Mike Norvell. Um, I, I really like him. Uh, when he was at Memphis, um, my wife uh, works for a, uh, a large franchisee owner of Ashley Home Stores. Headquartered in Memphis, and they did a thing with the, with the Tigers one time, and uh, they showed up to load the furniture, and um, like uh, like Brittany got up there to you know start unloading, and and Coach Norvell was like hey, he's like hey like like whoa, whoa, whoa like I've got my guys here to unload all this like you don't need to help out so like uh, he made like all his players get up there and like unload all the furniture, and they were all like super respectful and things like that so uh, I think he's he's a likable coach um, he's an easy guy to root for. Uh, I hope he's successful for, you know, his own sake and um, maybe to be a thorn in the side of uh, the Clemson Tigers. Well, and and on the Florida State front, especially with them having a coach that's that stand-up of a guy, uh, we didn't mention this. We said we were going to, and we didn't. Oh, right, um, yeah. Bobby Bowden passed away yesterday, Mm -hmm. and um, it's a big loss to um, college football in general. He was a... very very good coach but you know to see all of these great coaches the things that they're saying and did you see what Nick Saban said about him oh yeah yeah like super cool like of course I knew that that Jimbo and him were Mm -hmm. you know like like he was Jimbo's mentor but um it was cool to see that from Nick Saban too you know yeah um He, he influenced a lot of these coaches that are that are rocking and rolling right now like he's he's such an icon and like what was so cool to me to see on like on social media and things is like people didn't really bring up his football stuff. They were like, he was just a great guy, like just a great role model, a great molder of young men and uh, just a great person. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of think that, you know, uh, especially people that don't know who he is. um, Like it's going to be, Things like that are going to be said about Mac Brown one day. They're oh, going to yeah. be said about um, about Nick Saban one day. Hopefully Jimbo one day. You know, like he he was that caliber of a coach, and yeah. and so big loss for sure. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah I'd like you... to see Florida State come up to prominence a little bit. You know, just yeah. to, I, I just all the stuff that we heard about them. It's hard to see that they would compete this day and age. Um, yeah. I, I really think, and, and we'll talk about them next, I guess. Um, I really think that NIL will, will help some of these Florida teams that have been 
you know, hurting a bit. But yeah. I think Miami is going to really benefit from that more than Florida State would, um, in my opinion. It's funny you say that. I saw this morning. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but um, the quarterback there, uh, De'Eric King, he's <laughs> – this is really weird. I don't, I don't know how this is if, – if other players are going to start doing this, but he signed a, a partnership with the hockey team in Florida, the Florida Panthers, like the professional team. Interesting. Um, so, like – I, I guess that makes sense. I, I mean, I guess if a player in at SMU wanted to partner with the Mavericks, I I guess they could do that and you know help them you know promote ticket sales or stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think you're right though. Like they've already gotten like some gym in Florida, like gave like half a million dollars to like every or like not every Miami player, but like two Miami to go to each of the each like every kid on the roster like every kid's going to get like six thousand dollars out of the deal so um i think you're right on that um miami's also recruited well uh they're they're kind of back on the come up we'll see how they they <laughs> they have a tough start to the year um i really hope that Derek king's healthy for them because they play alabama game one and then app state in their second game which uh if you listen to us you know that app state is not to be trifled with um but interesting to see how they do because they come to Kyle Field next season. So we'll uh, we'll kind of be following them and seeing how they're doing. But yeah, for sure. Uh, who else have we got? Those are all the teams we really wanted to get to. Um, Those are really all of them. I mean, you know, on our Big Ten episode, um, we thought it, <laughs> it was kind of like a last minute thing. You just stopped it, but. <laughs> I was about to say something about Rutgers and you just stopped and you're like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we just said, and then we have Rutgers and then didn't say anything at all. And then it just ended. <laughs> so like, I thought it would be funny to do that again, but if I did that again, I would have to say, well, and then we got Boston college, Louisville, NC state, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Duke, Georgia tech, Pitt, Virginia and Virginia Tech. <laughs> so I don't think that would be as smooth, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, uh, the last thing I've got is um, obviously our condolences are with the, the Bowden family uh, and their loss. And I think I may start doing something uh, in each, each of these. <laughs> well, we only got like two or three left, but uh, like worst games of the week kind of thing, like game I will not watch. And uh, this one, uh, or the one for this conference, is uh, Tennessee, uh, Pittsburgh at Tennessee, Pitt at Tennessee. Not watching that, not a chance. Uh, Pitt is trash, Tennessee is trash. That will be the ugliest, most buffoonery, turnover, dumb game you've ever seen. Uh, Don't bet on it, don't watch it. Uh, It's going to be awful. Um, I think I'll probably go... Duke versus North Carolina A and T. Not watching yeah. that one. Yeah, Duke's on upset alert there. Duke Duke plays at they have Charlotte. To get, they, have, they have to get by Charlotte first. <laughs> yeah, they they play at Charlotte, then NC A and T, then Northwestern, then Kansas, then North Carolina, and then Georgia Tech and Virginia. So yeah. if they were playing basketball, that would be <laughs> an amazing stretch. Yeah. But them playing football, not watching any of them. 
I think uh, I think Cutcliffe's about to hang him up. The coach at Duke. I think he's he's probably ready to to ride off into the sunset. But um, I think that'll do it for us today. Um, glad we got through the worst conference in America and talking about them because we had to. But uh, we'll talk to y'all later in the week. We're gonna wrap up the schedule, the A&M, the A and M schedule with the uh, the last four games. Um. If you're still listening to this, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate your support. Um, go leave us a five star rating if you haven't already. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, tell a friend about our podcast. Uh, start spreading the spreading the excitement about college football. It's almost here, so um, uh, keep doing that. Keep doing support. Uh, we love and appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's all, folks.